Can you believe it? It is episode 10 of the Swatch of Horrors podcast. I'm your host, Memes. I'm a former makeup artist here to tell you about beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals. We call out the beauty industry for their issues as well as discussing bad client behavior and how to deal with them. If you found this podcast to be entertaining, valuable, if you learned something new, do me a favor, screenshot this episode right now and post it to your Instagram story and mention Swatch of Horrors. And if you really want to help the podcast out, go ahead and hit that subscribe button or the follow button wherever you listen to your podcast and give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All of you listeners keep me motivated to bring you new stories and new content, so keep it coming. And if you are a beauty professional, I want to talk to you about your beauty horror stories on this podcast. But if you're a little shy and you want to send me an email instead and you want me to read your horror story, email me at swatchofhorrors at gmail.com and I might read your horror story on a future episode. I also have a very special personal announcement in this episode, so listen if you want to find out. Swatch of Horrors. I'm looking for a new opaque or rather Today I have a guest who I've crossed paths with in the past, working retail makeup artistry. She has over 11 years of experience as a makeup artist, and she currently specializes in bridal makeup. And she's based out of Orange County, California, and has worked for retail brands, very reputable retail brands in the past. And now um, she's currently moved away from retail and has gone into another world, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Miss Nina, I have with me. Hi! <laughs> so <Woo! laughs> tell, tell me uh, where we can find you. So... um. We can find your Instagram, your beauty yeah. portfolio. So um, you can find my Instagram. I mean, my Instagram is basically my beauty portfolio. So it is Nina Marie Artistry underscore. Okay. Um, and there okay. you can find all my makeup, you know, all my makeup work that I do. And I'm always active on my stories on there, you know, whether it's the makeup industry or whether it's the aesthetic industry, that's where you'll find me. Cool. And I actually was going to tell you that I feel like we've been friends forever because every time I look at your stories, they're just like, they're so relatable and you make me feel like, yeah, girl, like you're my friend. And I know, you know. That, that actually makes me so happy to hear because that's really like what I strive for. You know, I really, I want to always remain relatable. I've said that like my entire career, I always want to remain relatable. I never want women, um, you know, to be intimidated by me or anything, you know, like I want people to feel comfortable with, you know, if they have any beauty questions or whatever, feel comfortable enough to like, shoot me a DM like I'm one of their friends. Yeah, it makes it less intimidating. And especially dealing with someone in the beauty industry, like, yeah, it's a very intimidating industry for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. 
even now, so. like I'm kind of, I guess I've left that life, you know, a long time ago. I mean, yeah. I sound like I sound like I was in a gang, but um, <laughs> I don't work in beauty anymore. I've left the mm-hmm. industry completely. But even now, as I return, like once in a while, go to the store, I do feel intimidated. Still, I'm like, yeah. oh, like they look on even me. I know, <laughs> really, even me. Yeah, even me. But um, yeah, I, so that actually makes me really happy that you said that because that's mm. really what I aim for. You've left the retail portion yes. of makeup artistry. You do bridal makeup now as a freelancing mm-hmm. job on the side, but also yeah. what do you do now? Um, so I did leave the whole retail aspect of makeup. I do still freelance, um, mostly doing bridal work. Um, but right now, like my nine to five, um, I am an aesthetic consultant. So um, I'm working at a med spa currently in Newport Beach. Previously was working at one in Irvine. So to me, um, I mean, I feel like it's still the beauty industry, just, you know, a different avenue of it, a different aspect. So, um, you know, I really enjoy it. It's still, it's still beauty to me, you know. I like that. I think it was today you put like, oh, any questions you have for me for, you know, any med spa procedures or anything? Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Aw, thanks. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, it's different. People are, you know, so used to seeing me in like the whole makeup world. And I'm actually newer to the aesthetic industry. I've only been in, you know, the aesthetic world for going on two years. So, um, you know, just trying to, I don't know, I guess like put it out there that I am in the aesthetic industry. And, and this is a, a new journey for me, you know, so I'm just trying to be active and have everyone be on this journey with me like they were on my makeup journey you know yeah I I feel like I totally go on journeys with you like when you're getting ready to go to Trader Joe's (laughs) or like (laughs) I'm so weird (laughs) no you're not you're not I still haven't yet I've yet to get into Trader Joe's because every time I drive by, there's a line. I'm like, I'm not waiting in that line. I know. It's crazy. I, like, haven't been to Trader Joe's in forever because just, like, the way they have everything set up right now for obvious reasons is ridiculous. So I just I, – I don't go anymore either, girl. Um, So you are here today to mm-hmm. get into some – a horror story that you've experienced when you're working retail. And yeah. I, I got to say, I don't think this – has ever happened to me before i mean a lot of things have happened to me but this one i think takes the cake for yeah yeah i mean i have had i've dealt with a lot of stuff you know working retail over the years but when you asked me for some reason this was like the one thing that popped up in my head of course there's like five billion other things but this one will just always (laughs) stick out to me (sighs) and what happened is this in retail This was in retail. This is while I was working at a counter, you know, a department store. And I was helping a customer. I think she was trying to find a lipstick or something. Um, She was a little bit older and there was a language barrier. Um, There was just miscommunication, you know, Um, and I was doing my best to understand what it was that she was, you know, wanting or looking for. And we just anything I was um, showing her, any shade I was showing her, she wasn't happy with and she was getting frustrated. I was getting frustrated because I'm just like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do in this situation. There was a lot going against both of us. And Mm -hmm. um, she started to just get really snappy with me. And I, 
I'm a hothead. I try not to be. Like, I have two sides to me. Like, I could either be super, super sweet and, like, professional or I'm, like, real sassy, you know? So she definitely hit some chords with me. And I, like, I'm just someone who, like, prides myself on my work ethic and my professionalism. So she made me definitely, like, step out of character at work. (laughs) And, like, it was, yeah, it was bad. I mean, um, so... She had told me, she's like, oh, you're not a professional. And I was like, excuse me? Like, oh, gosh. And she was like, it's very obvious that you're not a professional. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, like, no, she did not. And of course, I'm trying to keep my cool, you know, but I, was, I like had to step away. I told her, I was like, ma'am, I don't think I can help you any further. You know, like, let me grab my manager you know, maybe she can help you a little bit better than I can. Cause that's what we're trained to, to do. You know, I, I remember mm-hmm. my, my counter manager is telling me, you know, like if you really just like, cannot, you know, figure this out or can't make this patient, you know, happy, or if something's going wrong and you, you need to step away, like come grab a manager and we'll take care of it. So that's what I did. I was like, I, you know, I don't think I, I'm like the best fit for you right now. Let me grab my manager and see what she can do. And she was just being super mouthy with me. So I went up to my manager and I was so flustered and frustrated. I was telling her what was happening. Um, I showed her like which customer it was. And um, she just like starts yelling at me. And I think she even grabbed something and threw something. I don't, I don't, I really don't know what set her off or what ticked her off, but she just like started going off. And so um, my counter manager at the time was like, Nina, just go to the back. Like, she's obviously really upset. Go to the back so I can just, like, handle this and you're out of, you know, out of the way so it doesn't escalate. And I'm like, okay. So as I'm walking back, she's still yelling at me as I'm walking away. But I had mouthed to one of, um, one of, like, my coworkers that was at the counter next to us. I had mouthed, like, under my breath. I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, because I was so, like, oh, my God, what is happening? And the lady saw me. Oh, no. They, like yeah she saw me like mouth what the fuck and so she was like what what did you say to me f you and she's flipping me off like throwing the bird at me f you come on let's go outside right now and like just to remind you she was an older lady and this like I just was not expecting this coming from her she's like let's go outside right now Come oh, on, no. F you. You want to tell me F you? I'm going to tell you F you. Like, wow. She like put like, her hair up and stuff? And <laughs> take her no, no, off. she didn't put her hair up. But she was like, come on, let's go outside right now. And I'm like, wow. what is happening? And like I said, I'm, I'm, I can be a little sassy, you know, I can be a hothead. So it took everything in me to not drag this lady outside. <laughs> I would have lost my job but um my manager at the time was like just go go like go to the back right now she's like <laughs> pushing me away because I turned around so fast like I whipped my head so fast and she was like F you, blah 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 I feel like it's just a natural reaction you know oh, yeah. like a defense mechanism but then my manager stopped me and was like no like you need to go to the back <laughs> like get away from this crazy lady so I was in the back I think for like 20 minutes and then my manager um came back to talk to me. And of course, uh, you know, retail, like customers always right. Of course I was in the wrong and they had to do whatever they could to make the customer happy. So they were giving her all these free samples and, you know, of course, buttering her up and sending her on her way. And, 
you know, telling her that I would be reprimanded, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't even do anything wrong. Are you kidding me? So my manager understood because she like saw everything that happened. So Mm -hmm. my manager wasn't upset. I didn't get in trouble, but my um, department manager had to come talk to me. We had like this big old, of course, conversation about it. They didn't write me up. Thank goodness. But um, she definitely scolded me and I'm like, what did I do? I didn't even do anything wrong. I did what I was trained to do in situations like that. And I got in trouble. That sounds about right. I mean, that can definitely happen a lot where you're just doing your job the best that you can, especially if you're coming from a good place in your heart. Like, I'm really trying to help you. Mm -hmm. And then you're over here trying to fight me. Like, Uh (laughs) like, obviously, like, she probably lost it even more after you mouthed that. But still, she was like set off. Like, I'm curious. Um, do you happen to know like what language she was trying to speak to you or um, was it no I don't know what language I know she was like of Asian descent I believe okay because I um, was gonna ask um, like maybe if there was a language that you knew that you could probably like try to like, yeah like, get like, by no yeah, yeah. I, I don't speak any other languages I mean I can mm-hmm. speak a like a tiny bit of Spanish and you know I'm sure that would have helped or you know, I would have grabbed my manager who did speak, you know, fluent Spanish or something, mm-hmm. but, um, and there wasn't anybody else at the counter that, you know, spoke the language. So I had to just, you know, figure yeah. it out. You know, I had to communicate with her the best that I could and it just, it wasn't working out. I couldn't make her happy. I could not find the shade that she wanted. And that's like another point too, I was going to even mention, like, like, sure, it's usually like you can find a Spanish speaker at the counter, but if she was mm-hmm. like of Asian descent or something, it's like, I just it just dawned on me like the the makeup artists that I feel like there just wasn't a lot of diversity in in a way it was like you know what I mean like no that's very true Uh, at that time at that specific mm -hmm. counter that I was working at or even just like that that beauty department in general there wasn't a lot of diversity it was um I guess I guess Hispanic Yeah. yeah but other than that there wasn't I mean from what I remember, there wasn't very many people of Asian descent in that beauty department at the time. Yeah, and that kind of got me thinking, too, because I think that area was particularly, like, you get a lot of people from everywhere, but especially, like, a lot of different Asian, like, cultures there. Yeah, and, it, and I think it would it would be, like, so helpful if there was more, like, people who spoke different languages within the cosmetics, like, department. Yeah. And just kind of even based on demographic, too. Like, yeah, that there's probably a, a would have very like, large Asian demographic where where I was working at that time, and they totally could have tapped into that. But yeah, and I think that didn't. would even help sales too. Like, if you can just bridge like a um, barrier, like a language mm-hmm. barrier. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's intense. I've never had somebody say they were, they were going to fight, but even like with that language barrier, it was like she was able to communicate that. You were being unprofessional. Exactly, you were not a I know. Oh, but so. we couldn't figure out how to communicate about a lipstick. <laughs> Which yeah. no shade on on her, like knowing uh-huh. English or anything, but like I just thought that was funny. Like, oh, uh-huh. she sure knew how to communicate about wanting to fight outside, <laughs> want to take me outside. Usually, I do this like at the end. What do you think a good tip would be for the client? Like, if they're having a language barrier, like, what do you think customers should know or should do in this situation? with the artist? Um, well, I have worked for a, a different company. So this like fast forward to, um, 
you know, a, a med spa that I was working at where majority of the clientele were um, Chinese speaking. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there were many times where I had to deal with the language barrier. And of course, it's uncomfortable or it can get a little frustrating. But th- they would just ask, is there anyone here, you know, that speaks Chinese? And if there wasn't, they would um, take out their phones and they would have like translators on their phones. So they would say what they wanted to say into their phone and it would translate it to English for me. And then I would say what I needed to say back into their phone and it would translate it into Chinese for them. So that was like key. That was really, really helpful to be able to communicate with them because I'm telling you like 95% of the clientele were, um, you know, Chinese speaking. So there were a lot of the times that I would be in the office by myself too, and they would come in. So I, I, I didn't have a, you know, a translator. So Mm -hmm. that having that, that app or whatever it was that they were using on their phone, like definitely saved us. We were able to communicate that way. Yeah. And I think that is like a two birds with one stone answer too, because not only can customers use that, but even the beauty consultant or artist can also use that to communicate when there's a language barrier too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I've actually had to use that for, um, I had like a repair person come to fix something mm-hmm. at the house and um, they didn't speak English or any other languages that I know. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they spoke Mandarin. So I was like putting in Google, like, okay, Google translate. And then like I hit the little speaking button and it was like saying mm-hmm. stuff and like they like he understood so I'm like yeah, okay this yeah. is kind of that, accurate. yeah that <laughs> app came in clutch or like Google Translate if you have you know your phone next to you or something I mean in retail you're not supposed to have your phone out on the floor yeah. but you know like <laughs> I, I would like just ask my manager like hey I, I need to use Google Translate on my phone like can do I have permission you know to to grab my phone or is there <laughs> something that I can use you know to I mean, either that or you lose the sale, you know, either yeah. that or they get frustrated and they walk away and you don't get, you know, a sale out of that. And then they're mad at you because you didn't get a sale, you know. <laughs> do you do you watch 90 Day Fiance by any chance? Every now and then I do. Yes. <laughs> There's a couple on, um, I think, 90 Day Fiance the other way. Um, mm-hmm. They use the translator when they fight and they have like oh, these deep conversations and the translator doesn't always work right and it's pretty funny like (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't um like properly translate it like directly right yeah like you have to keep it really short but when they get mad at each other like they have these long drawn out like like freaking monologues and then that is so funny funny. (laughs) (laughs) and then the translator i'm sure doesn't translate it like perfectly you know (laughs) yeah and this is like a relationship so can you imagine like that's insane yeah that's crazy i can't imagine fighting with like a boyfriend through a a translator (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah that's really good advice and what would you like what advice would you give to makeup artists who maybe a customer is getting really irate or they want to fight them or like what advice do you have for artists in that situation? I mean, it's kind of hard because in the moment, like when it's happening, you almost, I mean, I guess it depends on your personality, but like you just, you kind of black out because you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, is this really freaking happening right now at work? So I, I had to step away. I tried to to stop it before it escalated. I tried to step away and be like, you know, I think my manager will be able to help you better, you know, because 
I didn't want it to get worse than what it was. We were both already pretty frustrated. And especially mm -hmm. after she had said what she said, I definitely was flustered. And I guess, yeah, of course, I was like having attitude back with her because I was upset. So I, I would say the best thing you can do is just remove yourself from the situation, grab a manager and let a manager deal with it. Don't put yourself in that situation where a customer is going to grab something and throw it at you or try to drag you outside and fight <laughs> you. It's not, it's not worth losing your job over. Just hand it over to your manager and, you know, let them deal with it the way they're going to deal with it. And most of the time it's going to be trying to make that customer happy so that they don't complain or don't write a bad review or something, you know, so that's pretty solid advice. Yeah. Um, I like when you said you blacked out because it's like <laughs> I I've gotten mad before. <laughs> like you do, oh. like you go blind, you and do. then you, you have an out of body. Red. Yeah, like an out of body experience. Exactly. <laughs> have you seen like um that one? What is it? That one show, Raised by Wolves, on HBO. I think it is. No, have but I've seen? heard of it. I do know what you're talking about, but I actually haven't watched it. Yeah, so she, um, this like android robot lady, she takes out her mm -hmm. eyes and then she puts in like these like crazy scary eyes that transform her into like a killer machine. Oh my so, God. Like, so I almost feel like it reminds me of that. Like, yeah. like you go blind, yeah, you turn no, into this true. other yeah. thing. And then your you, eyes like... just turn red and turn into lasers or something. <laughs> yes, her eyes turn into lasers. Uh huh. Yep, that's exactly what happens. Oh it's God. like, like, um, yeah, you, it's just like instant reaction to want to fight this lady back and like go off on her. But then you have to remember, like, I'm at work. I need to keep it together, keep my cool. And you just don't expect for things like that to happen at work, you know, at your, your yeah. place of business, your place of, you know, or profession. <laughs> Maybe like at a bar. I remember one time, um, it was like a gross bar. I don't even know why I was there, but, mm -hmm. um, I wasn't even drinking a lot and this girl was so wasted and she I think spilled a drink on me and mm -hmm. then like that sass just kicked in and I was mm -hmm. just like I don't know what I said to her but she was trying to fight me and yeah. then I think people stepped in and I'm like I'm not gonna hit a drunk girl like yeah I'm it's in my like 30s. it's just natural your <laughs> adrenaline just kicks in you know and you just see red it's yeah. natural reaction, but you're right. Yeah, you're like, I'm in my 30s. I'm not going to fight this chick <laughs> at a bar. Not right. Like, what uh -huh. is this? <laughs> so um, funny. I'm curious. What, what, um, what astrological, how do you even say that? What's your sign, I guess? My sign, like my zodiac sign. Mm -hmm. I am a Sagittarius sun. Uh, I think Libra rising and a Pisces moon. Oh, that is so much. I don't even know what any yeah. of that is. <laughs> Sagittarius girl <laughs> okay I'm like are they supposed yeah, to be feisty or oh my gosh Sagittarius is yes they are <laughs> wild free spirit um just all over the place like we're the wild child of of the zodiac signs okay. for sure so it's it's in my my natural like my DNA to pop <laughs> off so it was very hard <laughs> And then also, girl, I come from Santa Ana, okay? Like, Santa Ana is the hood. <laughs> I know it about Santa Ana. It is in my blood, yes. It is in my blood to pop off. So you can imagine the struggle to, you know, keep it professional. <laughs> okay, we don't want to mess with you. I know. Oh, Crazy. <laughs> no, I'm a sweetheart, I promise. I swear. It was just that one time, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't. 
okay, I don't really follow a lot of the astrological stuff, but mm-hmm. I always like I think it's fun for me. And then I only mm-hmm. know like the main the main ones. So like I'm a mm-hmm. Capricorn and I'm like, I might have some Sagittarius in me too. I don't know. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean you could um I I don't know like too much about, you know, the zodiac signs and all that astrological stuff, but mm-hmm. I know a little bit. Um but you have to do like your birth chart, like have your natal chart done and it'll show you like um, so your sun sign is Capricorn and then it'll show you, you know, like your moon sign and your rising sign and uh, you're okay. where your Venus, like your Venus and which represents like love, you know, like how you love or something. I don't know. I don't know gotcha. too much about it, but <laughs> all I know is you got to do like your natal chart and it'll tell you all of that. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't really like believe in all that stuff, but sometimes yeah. I'm like, okay, this is kind of true. Like, okay. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I didn't either, but for some reason I feel like as I've gotten older, it actually helped me to like relate to people or understand people a little bit um, better, you know? Yeah. So. Good, good. Like, I didn't even think of that. Like, okay. Like you use that as a tool to understanding people a little exactly bit yeah exactly it just helps me to understand people are like kind of you know why why they are the way they are why they do the things they do I'm just like oh okay once they tell me their <laughs> sign I saw a meme the other day that it was like if I ask you your sign we're either like really vibing or you're really <laughs> annoying me <laughs> so it just like helps me read people oh, you know yeah, yeah. So and then funny. what I like to do is uh, everyone who comes on here, I like to do a COVID catch up. Yeah. So this is where I have my guests tell me like how they're dealing with the pandemic, if they have any like hobbies or things that anything that's helped you like get through this time. Like what is that? Yeah. And what helpful tips do you have? Yeah. What things that you do to just kind of survive during this time to like mentally? How did I cope with it? I mean, so we did, so I was working when this happened, you know, we didn't really know too much about it in the beginning. So, you know, my office took a bit to close down and then, um, we did unfortunately have to close down for two months. Um, so I was home for two months quarantined at first. I was definitely like, okay, I need to stay on top of the schedule and, you know, I still need to wake up at the time that I wake up for work every day. And, um, try to stay on some type of routine so that I don't fall into like a depression because I know I can, I'm like prone to that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Same, yeah. um, I was like, okay, I'm going to be really active on my social media. I'm going to take this time to, um, you know, really focus on makeup, you know, working, um, at an office is, you know, and having a nine to five and stuff, I didn't really get a chance to really play with makeup too much anymore. So I'm like, I'll take this time to, you know, dive back into makeup. And so that's what I did to get me through, um, to get me through like the two months that I was stuck at home. I really dived back into makeup and I was doing um, tutorials like on my makeup page. I was even hair because I used to be a hairstylist as well. Um, So I was doing, um, you know, hair tutorials and making different videos and talking about skincare and doing type those type of things to not only keep myself like occupied, um, you know, and not sitting here depressed, thinking about what's happening in the world. And, you know, to find a little bit of fun, it was like entertaining, you know, makeup is my first love and my first passion. So 
it was, it was fun to jump back into it and do something creative rather than, you know, my nine to five, like office work. So that absolutely helped me get through, um, you know, those two months of being stuck at home was I just played with makeup. So before Mm -hmm. everything shut down, because I knew it was coming, I actually went to Ulta and I bought um, a bunch of makeup so that I would have something to play with while I was at home. <laughs> so <laughs> like a coloring book, right? Some people buy like toilet paper and food. Toilet paper. <laughs> I went out and I bought eyeshadow palettes, girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, I need something to entertain myself if I'm going to be stuck at home. So I actually bought like the Jaclyn Hill and Morphe like collaboration palette, her volume two, because it had a lot of like bright, fun neon colors. And Mm -hmm. I'm so used to doing, you know, just like my neutrals and browns with bridal makeup, you don't get to play with color often, you know, so I specifically bought this palette because I knew it was going to help me like be creative and step out of my comfort zone. So I just created looks, you know, maybe like once a week, um, or a couple times a week kept me in a good headspace was playing with makeup and, you know, talking like I always do on like my Instagram stories, just staying connected, you know, like just staying connected through social media, because I am an only child. I don't have siblings. I do, but they're, they're very little. They're from my dad's side. So it's basically just me by myself, you know? So Mm -hmm. I, it's not like I have all like my sisters to talk to or something, you know? So, um, I had to talk to myself, (laughs) keep myself entertained and just stay connected via social media. So that's what really got me through. Okay. So it sounds like, you know, It sounds like you kept a routine, you know, even if you weren't going to work, you kept your Mm -hmm. same makeup time, you got back into doing things that you enjoy, like makeup and getting creative and using social media to connect. And yeah, I can see that too. Like, I feel like when you do your stories, like I mentioned before, it does feel like, oh, like my friend is talking to me. Like, Mm -hmm. hi. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you guys are all my friends. Yeah. That's like how I... I stayed connected with people is just through social media. So I mean, in working out, I tried to, you know, stay a little bit, um, you know, active. Uh, I have like a little gym set up in my backyard. So just working out, trying to keep it moving, not just like laying in bed sad all day, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was on that like workout train for a while and then I fell off Mm -hmm. then I got back on again you know so I'm like same girl (laughs) it's always on and off it's a love-hate relationship with working out well thanks for sharing um all the things that helped you through that quarantine stuff and it's still it still can be a struggle for me sometimes but yeah I think like just focusing on what you can control and being more creative I think really helps I think people like us who are creative naturally and yeah. the funny thing is, I'm an only child too. It's so weird. Um, yeah. So it's like funny. talking to myself is normal. Uh-huh. It's like- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is normal for us. <laughs> I'm like, yep. I knew I felt connected to you somehow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. girl. I know. Just going to say, I mean, it's still, I mean, we're technically still in this pandemic. So it is, you know, still a struggle. But, you know, oh, you yeah. just got to survive. <laughs> You just got to do what you got to do, you know, do what you can to survive. Yeah, I we went to eat um, and we were on our way to um, the mountains and it was just like me and my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Actually, I should say fiance now is yeah. actually. Yeah, it's like I it's still weird for me. I'm like, I can't say believe it, girl, this is happening out loud. <laughs> tell them all she's engaged. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm. I have a ring. Well, actually, I we had to send it back because it was uh, fall. It was the size was too big, yeah. so we have to get it size smaller. But Aww. yeah, so we were going to the mountains. It's just the two of us, and we live together anyway. So um, mm-hmm. you know, we're not like mingling with other people. But yeah. like we were hungry and like we kind of didn't want to grab fast food. But I'm like, okay, well. We're kind of in the, not in the middle of nowhere, but in an unfamiliar area. And so I was looking mm-hmm. on, online for anywhere that like was open with outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. And we found like this Mexican restaurant and it was pretty decent. But like I got major anxiety. I was like, oh, my God, there's mm-hmm. like people here and like what's going to happen? Like yeah, am I breathing yeah. in like the virus, like who knows? And I we know. all had masks on stuff. But luckily, like they sat us in a big patio and it was like nobody was near us like yeah like nobody was behind me I was like next to the bushes so I was like okay like I can do this a little bit more calm yeah Yeah. I don't know why like I've been okay you know like going to work and and you know um going outside and doing things but for some reason the grocery store just gives me (laughs) the worst anxiety I don't I think I might have PTSD from like when um you know, COVID was newer, like everything was just starting to happen. Things were starting to shut down. And you do remember the grocery stores were madness. Yes, it was. Yeah. And all the shelves, it was scary. All the shelves were empty. People were just like hoarding things. People were fighting, like being crazy. It felt like the apocalypse was happening, you know? So like, I think I genuinely have PTSD when it comes to grocery stores. And I just have I have to like, um, like talk myself up before I, I go into like Target or like the grocery store, Trader Joe's bonds. I have to like mentally prepare myself. I don't, yeah. It's, like I don't know, it's that's crazy. pretty, pretty legit. Like, I mean, that's a fair thing to say. Cause yeah. I remember right before things got really out of hand, um, this was like my last day in the office yeah. and I, I stopped by a target and I think they had closed Disneyland like that day or something yeah. like that. And then I went to target and all the shelves, like I swear to you, More I was going empty. down and I was like, this is, it is pretty gnarly. I was like, I was going down like the pads and tampon aisle. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, the shelves are gone. Like God mm-hmm. forbid I don't have any supplies at home, but yeah. I was like, what is happening? Like Exactly. Yeah, it was very scary. So now I just feel like, uh, yeah. And then like toilet paper, you know, the whole toilet paper <laughs> thing. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to use a stock? Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. There is a, there's this meme, like there's a dog. Um, it says like, when you, when you mention Charmin or some kind of like toilet brand company, toilet paper, Aww. and the dog is like, freaking out and he has like war zones in the back it's like yes I know which one you're talking about (laughs) yes that's where my mind goes anytime I go to the grocery store it's crazy yeah I kind of freaked out a little bit a few times um during a it was a grocery store experience too like Mm -hmm. um I think I was able to get in and I'm okay but once I'm in there that's when I get high anxiety it's Mm -hmm. a little better now but um there was a time where I was waiting in line and somebody behind me was like coughing. Oh no. And I freaked out freaked and I out. like, yeah. And there was only one register. So the line was long, 
I yeah. literally got out of line and I just put everything like on a shelf and I was about to walk out of the grocery store because I was so oh scared. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was having an anxiety attack and then yeah. they opened up like another checkout so like I ran over there. Oh my gosh, out. yeah. I had a moment like that too. I almost like passed out. I think um I oh think it was God. at Trader Joe's and it was just so crazy. Everybody just like trying to grab whatever they could, you know, or it, was it? No, maybe it was Mother's Market, but um everyone was just trying to grab anything they could, you know, get their hands on. So it was just really overwhelming because there was a lot of people in there. The line was super long to check out. Um, Mm -hmm. I think everybody in that store, you could just feel the vibes. Everybody in that store was in panic mode, like fight or flight panic mode. And, and so was I, you know, and I'm just, I'm doing the same thing, just trying to grab whatever I can. And I, I think I just got so overwhelmed and panicky I almost like passed out I, I started to black out a little bit and then I was oh like God. oh no like no 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 snap out of it wow. this can't happen so yeah I mean I pulled it together but it was a struggle to get through that shopping trip Ooh, for sure. well thanks yeah. for sharing that that's like of course. I feel like the of more course. you talk about it like the more it just normalizes it for everyone yeah, like in terms yeah. of mental health like it's okay to feel anxious and yeah you're not alone exactly and and it's pretty normal I feel like it's pretty normal to have these reactions because of the situation you know it's Mm -hmm. like how else are we supposed to (laughs) but yeah so thanks for sharing I hope that grocery stores like become an easier (laughs) thing for you to thanks girl (laughs) (laughs) thank you I'm working on it and uh one more time tell us where we can find you on instagram uh, you can find me at Nina Marie Artistry underscore. So that is my, um, you know, quote unquote business page. Um, that's where you'll find all my makeup and aesthetic industry. And they things. can um, reach you there as well, like for booking. Yes, they can. My um, my email is on there, and then the if it's makeup inquiries, my um, the bridal company that I work for is is tagged in my bio as well. So you can reach me that way too. Cool. Well, thanks again. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Swatch of Horrors podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, give the podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow, subscribe wherever you listen to your shows. Tell your friends. It would really help the podcast out. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.